The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is the four-man rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with my man, Kevin, and we're on that cover one, daddy. Man to man, get it together. Recording live from the new studio in old North Cackalack. Lexington, North Carolina, to be exact. And uh, we're going to talk about some uh, preseason. Well, it's preseason. I wish it was preseason. Some uh, off-season football. <laughs> um, so the topics for to uh, for tonight's discussion is going to be, um, of course, uh, we're saying our farewells to Mr. Olson. Uh, we weren't able to record last week, so we're going to um, give our give our due respect to uh, Mr. Greg and all he's done for the Charlotte Charlotte area and for the uh, Carolina Panther organization as a whole. Uh, we're going to talk about Tepper. Oh yeah, Tepper. Yeah, Tepper's interview and uh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, Tepper's interview and um, how he was um, enacting, you know, sarcasm in the conversation with the uh, with the media, but you know, the uh, written reports didn't reflect that. So we're uh, we're going to give you the actual situation dealing with Tepper and uh, Cam's contract um, and some more Panther news, man. We've been doing some, well, not we, but the Panther organization has been doing some uh, some signing and things of that nature. And uh, there's, a, there's a particular designation, um, these players that, that we, uh, that we re-signed and uh, we'll, we'll dig into that too. We'll give you some technical, um, technical terms and uh, technical uh, definition, the backgrounds of uh, some of this uh, contractual, um, situation. So, hold on to your hats, folks. The Four Man Rush Podcast is back in the building. Dig it. <laughs> Glad you guys are here with us. So, Kevin, man, let's let's start. Let's start off with my man Greg Money O, aka the the Miami Kid, aka the Golden Boy, aka just throw it to him. Shit, he'll catch it. <laughs> Oh man, Kev, let's speak on speak on my man, my man Greg Forbes, bro. Hey man, if you're gonna throw all them titles, man, you got to use the one from his college days. You know, G Reg with the third leg. Hey, <laughs> G Reg with the third leg. <laughs> you know what y'all know about that Miami uh, University of Miami swag? You know the U as they call it. the U. <laughs> hey, I think they'll call what the seventh floor boys or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he's, he's something else. Oh, Greg. But yeah, but as far as like his career, Greg Olson, man. I mean, what can I say? Absolutely, the best tight end the Carolina Panthers ever had. He was able to do something that no receiver, no tight end in the NFL history ever done. Three consecutive seasons of uh, one thousand yards receiving from. 2014, 2015, and 2016. Uh, we're talking about someone that up until the last two years of his 
you know, career with the Panthers, had not missed any time and hardly took any snaps off the field. Uh, Mr. Consistency, Mr. Reliable, you know, let Cam Newton tell it. You know, Greg Olson was the one that <laughs> he always joked around to, to make sure that the uh, that the play was called right and everybody was lined up, essentially a coach on the field. Uh, man, it's just... It, you know, we in the four-man rush, we had talked about it, you know, heading into the offseason that this was something that we knew would be a strong possibility of happening due to the simple fact that, number one, Greg Olson's turning 35. Number two, he's coming off back-to-back seasons where uh, he had injuries. And even though he played in all 16 games uh, in, 20, 000, in the 2019 season, um. 500 yards and two touchdowns and his 2020 salary was going to be $11.8 million. Good Lord. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. As a fan, love Greg Olson, you know, would have, would have loved to see, you know, him play, you know, one more with, you know, Cam back because, you know, what Cam always said, what I get my dog back? What I get my dog back? You know, that's, <laughs> You know, I, I, could, I definitely yeah. could say that was uh, probably Cam Newton's best friend on the team, Greg Olson, if I had to make a speculation. But, uh, sure. you know, it's a, you know it's, it's a time of change. And, you know, there's a sunrise and there's a sunset. And the sunset for Greg Olson as a Carolina Panther after nine seasons has come. And, uh, you know, he's someone that, that uh, established himself. He was huge in the community. Um, I believe uh, one of his kids, his son, was born with a rare heart defect yeah. and he ended up forming this organization called The Hardest Yard, which uh, helped other families who were dealing with children who had, you know, cert- who were born with certain heart defects. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'll never forget about Greg Olson was how he told the story of Mr. Richardson himself taking his family on his private jet to fly around to doctors all across the country to finally, um, you know, find out what's going on and to get the help that they needed uh, for his kid. And I think that that that's something that needs to be said, you know, about not only Mr. Richardson, but about Greg Olson. And, uh, you know, just someone that was always brutally honest on and off the field. He was always Mr. Business on the field. You know, even when we, 2015, a year to dab, we were all celebrating. You no, know, Greg still had a serious face. And, uh, you know, he was just uh, someone that was about his business. So he's just going to be someone that, that I'm just going to always think highly of. And so many big moments of his. I think my favorite one was when he caught that winning touchdown in Seattle 2015 when we finally beat the Seahawks. I think that's probably my my most favorite Greg Olson moment. Yeah. You know, how he uh, just ran straight up the seam and split the corner. Uh, Richard Sherman and the safety Earl Thomas and caught the touchdown that uh, finally got that Seattle Seahawks monkey off our bat that season. So uh, definitely going to miss him. His leadership, his uh, playmaking ability. I definitely wish him well. You know, wherever he decides to go, I know that last check he was he had visited the Buffalo Bills, and if I believe this week it was going to be, 
I think he met with the Redskins on Monday. I know today's Tuesday, and I believe he's got a scheduled meeting in Seattle with the Seahawks on Wednesday. And he even mentioned that New England had him as possibly a third choice as well. Hmm. Now, I even read up a little bit over the weekend and saw that Olsen kind of thought that the Chicago Bears might reach back out to him, but he hadn't received a call from them. And I know I checked on the Chicago Bears Twitter and fan page, and I know a lot of Chicago Bear fans would love for Olsen to come back and finish career his career where he started, uh, especially with the injuries they've had at tight end the last couple of years. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Um, if for whatever reason he doesn't sign with nobody, I think he'll make a smooth transition to the booth. I listened to him Saturday do the XFL game um, between, I think it was New York and I forgot who they played, the New York SFL team. Uh, but, um, yeah, man, go, go miss go miss Olsen. Uh, he truly was one of a kind and and uh, definitely wish him the best moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I hate, I hate to, it had to end like this, man. I'm with you on that. Um, you know, he, he went through so much to get back on that field. Um, and, and I know I, I speak for all Panther fans, I'm sure, um, when I when I say I, I I really look for I really look forward to him and Cam acting a fool this past season, and it just didn't come about. Um, that's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But I, one thing one thing I liked about Greg and you know if if you didn't keep up with the Panthers like that you you might not understand this but he was he was a funny guy. <laughs> Greg is a funny guy, man. He, he, he he has he has this 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 thing about him, man. Like he can flip the switch when it's time when it's go time it's go time. But man, he's he he's a hoop man. He 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 has a he has a, a broad a very broad taste of music. Um, and you know, and he uh, you know, he, he he's a trip, man. He he is, and and a hell of a father. Um, if you guys um watch the uh watch that Amazon Prime. Um, show about the about the Panthers that season, and Greg was out there with his with his boys. Man, he he's serious about the game of football, right? But, he, but he's a hell of a father, man. You can tell he, he he really really cares for his kids and his family. Um, you know, and, and his family got his back, man. That's this a hell of a role model, a hell of a role model. And and you know you don't you don't play this long in the NFL as a tight end without putting in work and taking care of your body, you know, and so it's, <sighs> I, 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 it's, this has been one hell of a season, folks. Not, not, not from a win-loss perspective, but from a loss perspective. Luke, potentially, potentially Cam, Olsen. Oh my God, man, it's just, wow. Bradbury might be, <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. It's crazy. Um, but, um, but yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite Olsen moment, obviously, is, is is that yeah that that Seattle 2015, that was that was huge man that was huge, it it just it just felt so good and, then it, and the way we won it you know bring marching it down the field getting us in position to make that to make that strike in the end zone man it just oh that that propelled us especially from a uh, um, um from a from a standpoint of you know 
looking at ourselves and taking a look taking a look at each other in that locker room like yeah we can do this and that's why we ran up we ran 2015 like it was no joke man that was a, that was a record setting season obviously but you know Olsen was a huge part of that I just I just hate that he couldn't he couldn't play with Cam one full season man it's just man it's just really unfortunate but yeah that that cap hit man you taking that <laughs> I ain't taking that cap hit man I love you Greg but bruh you know we got we got to build, bro. Yeah, we got to build, and I, I think that's why they just mutually parted ways. You know, it's just a mutual respect thing, and yeah, we'll, we'll miss you, big guy. We'll miss you. It's gonna be a whole new, literally a whole new team next year. Literally, Look around Cam might be going to go ahead, bro. Yeah, Sam, and I was gonna say, but this is also a, a great opportunity for you know. Ian Thomas, Chris Manhurts, mm-hmm. also Alex Armour, because he can play some tight end as well. Um, I, you know, with Matt Rule talking about player development, you know, these are the type of moves that will allow players that wouldn't normally get as much reps and works as they end because of an established all-pro veteran such as Olsen to finally – you know, get their shot. We got to see what these guys have. I mean, Ian Thomas is now coming up on his his third season. Alex Armand's in his fourth season. You know, we've had Manhurst on the roster, I believe. Now, this is going to be his third third or fourth season as well. And, uh, you know, these are guys that I've seen in training camp the last few years. And and I've seen what they can do when, when given opportunity. Mm-hmm. And now, I know you can't put so much stock into – you know, what you said, trying to camp, yeah, I get that aspect. But as far as, you know, ability to catch, run routes, and block, I mean, you know, these are the type of guys that, you know, if given a chance to get an opportunity, I think they're going to surprise a lot of folks. going to be like, wow, where was this all along? Well, you know, sitting on the bench behind Olsen. <laughs> I think that uh, this will be a golden opportunity for them guys to get a chance. Uh, Spend rumors, speculation, uh, former Carolina Tar Heel, Eric Ebron is someone that has been uh, been recruited by Trey Boston to come to Carolina. Um, Figures. And for any of you do fans out there, y'all looked up. We about had y'all, but I'm going I'm to leave that alone. Oh, leave alone. <laughs> but seriously, though, so it's, uh, it's, it's definitely some decent tight end free agents that's out there. Uh, now, I love the tight end prospects in this upcoming draft. I mean, wow, my goodness. Uh, if we're ever going to go cheap but still be talented, I can see us spending a, a, a day three pick on, um, on a variety of different uh, tight ends. And you know, like I said in the IG Live pregame, Tim, you know, as a fan, I, I just want to see us max out the salary cap and, and develop players. So I'm not too big on – us spending a lot of money on free free agency, any big money that is, because like I said, we got thirty two in the cap and and twenty seven in dead money. So you know, kind of want us to be careful with what we do with our money. But uh, overall, I see this as a good opportunity for some young tight ends to get their chance. Yeah, I, I like to see that. I like to see that. I I, I have a, I have a lot of faith in Arma. And we were talking about that in the pregame. Uh, you know, Arma has hands, folks. He has, he has a really, really good skill set in catching the football. Um, and you know, I, hopefully having a fresh OC. Nothing against the, the Turners, 
Um, but having a fresh OC might, you know, might just do something uh, for Arma. You know, you look at the 49ers, how they were utilizing their fullback um, in the passing game. You know, um, if you if you make the fullback a threat and you can utilize him in a whole bunch of different sets, it's going to make it even that more difficult to scheme um, uh, against our offense. You know, um, Jesus, having having him in a, in a split back situation with McCaffrey and come on, man, it's we we got to utilize this guy. We 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 got to. And we if you draft one of these. Like Kevin said, one of these crazy athletic tight ends that's coming in the draft this year. Ooh, buddy. Ooh, buddy. If you look at the past, well, past two, three, well, hell. Past, well, I mean, just look at the Patriots. They had Gronk. You look at the Eagles, you know, they had, they, they utilized several tight ends um, in that Super Bowl run. Um, you look, look at the 49ers, they, use, they, they have a hellacious tight end. And a fullback situation, and you see what they did, man. It, it's it's really hard to when you can run the football and you have a fullback and a tight end out there that that can catch the football and get out in the flat, get out and run those routes. Um, you know the skinny posts and all that stuff, man. Dude, you gonna you gonna wreak havoc on those linebackers and safeties, man. And I think I think we should really try to do that this year, hopefully. Yeah, definitely, because when you look at it from an X and O point of view, Tim, think about it. We come out there in twenty one personnel, which is um, you know, two backs, Armour and, and McCaffrey, one tight end, um, assume Ian Thomas and two wide receivers, you know, Moore and Samuel. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get creative with your with your play design. You know, you you we know that that McCaffrey can shift out and play wide receiver. Yep. But hell, what if we did that with, with the armor? Now we got base personnel, you know, trying to cover potentially you know, three or four different, you know, wide receiver sets. Now you got linebackers in space mm-hmm. that, you know, not used to it. And again, with the skill sets that a guy like Armour, Manhurts, and Thomas can provide, you know, you can rotate any one of them in the backfield with with the um with the McCaffrey and and you know to give that a uh, twenty one personnel look and then, you know, flex them out. So it, uh, it it definitely creates some opportunity to take a, take some advantages and create some matchups that favor us. So, yeah, you know, I know a lot of people don't like it, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, the answer is really on the roster. It's just got to be given opportunities. You know, everybody get caught up in name brands and, and, and star-studded names. It, it doesn't always work like that because, I mean, you know, you were just talking about the 49ers fullback. I think his name Jusix. It's a different spelling name, but yeah. – um, you know, outside of 49er country, you know, not not a lot of people really knew about him, but you see how, you know, effective he was. So, um, so yeah, you, you definitely got to, you know, take advantage of the players that you have. And also we was talking about, uh, you know, offense coordinator Joe Brady, a name to come out that's in the draft, Randy Moss's son, Daddy is Moss. He's a tight end. He's someone that's a potential day two, day three pick, depending on how the draft folds. So, um, you know, I don't want to say drafting strictly for the name, but you know, as far as ability, he got it. You can tell that his father has heavily influenced his football ability. Mm-hmm. You know, with the way that he that he plays. So, you know, we missed out on 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 the father in '98. You know, the son is is there. <laughs> get him. You know, 
Hey, you know, I mean, you know, I love to be at Bank of America saying, talking about you got mossed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. I, I, I'm not going to complain about that at all. Um, um, so we've uh, we've signed some players. Um, and Kevin, I think there's a designation um, that's tied to these players that is that is unique, and I, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it. And I, I I I don't hear about it that often. Uh, could you could you explain to us, uh, explain to the fans what that is? Yeah, sure. I'll be uh, I'll be glad to do so. What it is called is that uh you know the players that were that we recently resigned in the past, um you know in the past a uh, few weeks are called exclusive right free agents okay um here and what that means uh just trying to make sure i give good clarity here are you good ah here we go so the official technical term is exclusive right freighters are players with two or fewer seasons of service time whose contracts have expired so what that means is the first player I believe that was signed was running back Reggie Bonifant. Mm-hmm. You know, he spent a year on the practice squad and he spent a year on the um, on the uh, three-man roster. So he is, is an exclusive rights player. Uh, kicker Joey Sly, exclusive right player. You know, this was his first year, um, first year on the team, signed as initially a camp body until we find out what happened with Gano, but once Gano was put on IR, he became, you know, he became that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any player that's got two or fewer seasons, two or less, is, uh, is known as exclusive rights. We are the only team that can negotiate with these uh, players. Um, another one that's out there is Cal, uh, quarterback Kyle Allen. Um, he, he also falls up under... Uh, the exclusive rights uh, here, so nobody else can uh, negotiate with him. Uh, a couple other players that were re-signed as well. Um, Cole Luke from out of Notre Dame. He plays corner. He came in as a cornerback, got switched to nickel, but he can play both. So he's also a um, quote-unquote position flexibility player. Uh, Another guy, Brandon Green, he's an exclusive right free agent. Uh, I know many people don't know him, but this is also one of the players that that we need to develop. He's an offensive tackle. I think he's someone that that uh, needs to definitely be getting some work. Um, also, one of our favorites, F.A. Obata, he qualified as an exclusive right um, player. Uh, guard, Kid O'Brien. So there's there, and a tight end, Marcus Ball. So these are a little long players that had two years or less with the Carolina Panthers, whether it was practice squad uh, or combination of practice squad and a regular roster that uh, could only be re-signed by the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So these players have been re-signed. Uh, the only one that hasn't been re-signed yet is uh, Cal Allen, but I think that will uh, get to that. So when Cal mm-hmm. Allen is re-signed, folks, that does not mean the end of Cam Newton. So let's go ahead and just... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and just nip that in the bud. Cal Allen's contract would be less than six hundred thousand dollars. So uh, these contracts are not going to affect the salary cap like that. Um, we're, 
we're talking about less than a tenth of a percentage as far as money goes. So uh, don't worry, these players are not draining the cap being resigned. And there you go, folks. <laughs> Great breakdown, man. I had no clue. I was like, exclusive? What the? F <laughs> Perfect. Now. This is an exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Turn it up. <laughs> All right. So now the major topic, because this is about a major individual. Tipper had a uh, little uh, you know, verbal jousting today or uh, recently with the uh, uh, media about, you know, one Cameron Newton. And uh, we're going to talk about that because uh, we're Cam... We're, as far as Cam's concerned, um, you know, <laughs> he could be the difference in, 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 you know, five or six wins, folks. I mean, he's when he's healthy, he's that di he's that dynamic. You know that. Um, and you know, Tepper was kind of being, you know, a little uh, a little sarcastic you know, with with his with his uh, his, his his speech. Um, but that didn't get translated to the written uh, written copy of uh, of the uh, of the interview. So uh, we're going to talk about that and try to give you guys a more clear um, clear message or a clear idea of what Tepper was talking about. Uh, Kev, what is going on with Mister Tepper? Well, allow me to provide a little backdrop of how this came to be. What started out as uh, Mister Tepper being charitable once again. Uh, his uh, his personal foundation, the David A. Tepper Charitable Foundation, along with the John M. Belk Endowment and the Carolina Panther Charities, they all partnered together uh, to do a donation for what they call Classroom Central. And what it was is it was a $120,000 check that would provide new school supplies to 800 elementary classrooms mm -hmm. in the Charlotte Mercenburg schools. So tell me about you, someone that's uh, a teacher in the school systems. You know how important uh, that is, those materials are. Oh, yeah. And uh, so this took place inside of the uh, Panthers locker room. So it was 60 teachers who were invited there uh, that, that are in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg uh, Schools District. Um, and as, you know, Mr. Tepper and the other uh, charities that I mentioned were represented by, um, you know, by their people, you know, made this donation. So, you know, after that situation was said and done, you know, of course, it was interview time. And, you know, it, one thing we found out is, uh, you know, Mr. Tepper is not shy um, about speaking on the mic, <laughs> you know. So as expected, as you set it up so nicely, Tim, you know, they, they wanted to ask about, you know, the elephant in the room. <laughs> and... So I'm going to make sure I paraphrase this right. And by the way, my source, because here at the Foreman Rush, we like to give credit because, you know, uh, we don't want nobody taking our credit when we put out information. So uh, my source is coming from the uh, charlottepreserver.com website. Um, the writer was Elena Getzenberg. So we just want to make sure that uh, that's on the <laughs> Foreman Rush work cited page. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so in, in quotation, uh, you know, he was asked about Cam Newton, and this was Tepper's response. He said, I said the same thing again and again about it. 
it's a question of how healthy his foot is and how he is otherwise. And that's still the number one overwhelming thing to see how healthy he is and how we can figure out when he's healthy or not. And everything comes from that. Now, that was word for word what Tepper said. And when you watch the video, you can tell by his facial expressions that he was, I want to say if he was annoyed, but I guess he's kind of tired of giving the same answer to the same question over and over because it seems like whenever he does, this is always the, you know, initial question uh, because, you know, just less than two weeks ago, uh, you know, at the Super Bowl, Cam Newton had said that he absolutely believes that he will be in a Panthers uniform in 2020 after meeting with uh, owner Mr. Tepper and new head coach Matt Rule. Um, and these are the words spoken by Cam Newton uh, here in quotations. Cam said, absolutely. I had an unbelievable conversation with Marty Ernie, the GM, David Tepper, the owner, as well as Coach Rule. I left that meeting inspired. Uh, this is what uh, Cam Newton said when he was on the uh, Tiki and Turney radio show. Uh, by the way, for those who don't know, that's uh, Tiki Barber, former NFL running back for the Giants. And uh, Brandon Tierney, he's a, uh, for those that follow CBS Sports, uh, he's one of their big you know, um, radio sports announcers there. So uh, that's pretty much what was said. And Cam finished by saying, I told them you won't find another person in that locker room with more to prove, not only to you, but I have to prove to myself. And... Mr. Tepper was asked about Cam's comments, and uh, Mr. Tepper said the following, and quote, I am not a doctor. I've said it a million times. Is he healthy? And he is not a doctor. Therefore, a lot of different things can happen. But first, is he healthy? Tell me that, and then we can talk. So when you watch Tepper do this, you can tell that they keep trying to say, ask the same thing in different ways. So, he starts becoming a little uh, sarcastic with it. He mentioned the, I guess, the lady that answers the phones. Um, I got her name because people were asking, you know, well, we heard this and like, well, did you did you hear from her? Because she's the one that answers the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, he was like looking and pointing like, yeah, that should go over there, you know. Um, you know, I, I haven't heard anything like that. So, you know, the media trying to, you know, you know, squeeze something out of nothing. And, you know, Tepper had fun with it. But the way it was written up, none of the sarcasm was, quote, implemented as it was, you know, echoed throughout the social media world. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it came down to was uh, Tepper made a contribution to the Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. And right after that, instead of talking about that, they wanted to talk about Cam Newton and I guess Tepper decided to have his own little jab with the media about that. But uh, you can tell he's definitely uh, getting annoyed with that being, <laughs> you know, the only thing people really want to talk to him about. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much what happened today in the uh, Panthers locker room. <laughs> you got you to love Tepper's uh, sense of humor, man. <laughs> you want to play games? We'll play games. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Yeah, but Te- Tepper, you know, he he's, he has he has a, a witty sense of humor, man. You gotta you gotta love that. Um, it's completely complete one eighty from a uh, big cat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, folks, 
there's there's a contract negotiation going on between the Panthers and and the the Cam Newton camp. So you, at the end of the day, they're not saying shit. For real, I mean, they're not they're not saying anything about Cam. So let I me mean, just just the only thing we can do is truly truly just be patient, support Cam Newton because he is still a member of this team, and and we'll go forward from there. Um, wish him wish him the best in his recovery. Cause by God, if that that man comes back healthy on that on on that foot and that shoulder's had a season off, ooh, woo, just 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 relax. Still, the contract negotiations are going on, and you know one one thing about the NFL and NFL players in 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 general, you never talk about another man's money, and then, so you know they're not they're not saying anything right now, man. Just just be patient. Just be patient. Just, just know Cam is busting his ass as we're as we speak. He's not playing around. I know that. So I can't. I can't wait to see what happens. You know, even no matter where he goes, man, I can't wait to see what happens. But I would, I would love it if he stayed a Panther and leave leave Tepper alone, man. Damn, he got enough to worry about. All that money. <laughs> he got all that money, man. He just let that man live. He got things to do, people to see. Nations to build. <laughs> oh man. Um, so I believe we touched on uh, the topics of the evening. Um, any parting shots there, Mister uh, Mister Avery? Ah, <clears throat> uh, just um, <laughs> uh, just looking forward to as we're getting closer. Um, just to let y'all know what's coming up on the NFL calendar. Um. The NFL Combine is approaching, which is always usually held the last uh, the last week of February. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, players are invited to the you know college players are um, invited to the Combine, and it's always held in um, it's always held in um, Indianapolis, yep. uh, Indiana. Uh, it starts Sunday, February 23rd and ends on Monday, uh, March the 2nd. So it's going to be a full eight days. So pretty much uh, every scout, GM, coach is, is, is going to be there and looking as players run 40 times, uh, do bench reps, agility drills. Uh, each team there have their own interview room where they uh, be interviewing these players. So uh, that's what's coming up next on the calendar. And, you know, here in the Foreman Rush, we're currently composing um, which players are being invited to um, to the combine. Uh, definitely, you know, particular players that we've already spoken to uh, uh, so far. So uh, just be on the lookout. Just be on the lookout for that. So we, uh, you know, we uh we just get a step closer to um seeing who the new Panthers are going to be. Yeah, man. Stay tuned, folks. You know, it's only a uh, little, 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 uh, little less than two weeks. Oh man, time flies when you when you're a Panther fan. <laughs> oh man. So you know. <sighs> I hate that we missed last week, folks, but, you know, we're back better than ever. We'll get the rest of the crew on 
next time, hopefully, and uh, give you some more of what you guys been been looking for and been waiting for in this, this uh, four-man rush podcast. Um, so on behalf of the four-man rush crew, um, Kevin Avery and, uh, um, you know, Ladarius, Jadarius, excuse me, Jadarius, Canardo, and Will, and uh, Norris, and Vince, and uh, Larry, and Monty. We'd like to say thank you guys uh, for, for, for sticking around with us this long, uh, 40, 45th episode here. Um, and, you know, obviously you guys know where to go for the best uh, Carolina Panther football news and football news in general. Um, well, I should say knowledge for that matter. Um, anybody can give you the news, but the, the, the breakdown of the game itself, that's the four-man rush. Yeah, you're not going to get that anywhere else. Um, so thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Um, and whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, we hope you are doing okay. We hope you are feeling great, enjoying your life and your family and folks and friends. And please, take this podcast with you and spread the word. We are the four-man rush. Thanks, guys. You have a great afternoon evening or morning, and as always, keep pounding. Yeah, man. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.